What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the RP Podcast. Giving you opinions on topics you've never asked for. I'm your host, Plax. I'm here with my co-host, Rick. Rick, how you doing today, man? Um, I'm doing all right. Um, this podcast, as you can probably tell if you're looking at this on YouTube, is a little different than what we usually did, and that's because we have an extra special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to him. I reached out to him on social media. Um, he had a post he wanted to, you know, kind of. Um, guests on some podcasts talk about a couple different things mm-hmm. and we thought it'd be great to have him here on RMP and so I'd like to introduce uh, Ben Walker's story to the mm-hmm. RMP podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thanks for having me you guys. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I didn't realize you guys didn't usually do guests. Yeah, we do it from time to time but it's not a frequent thing I'd say. It's just yeah. a okay. every once in a while type of thing. Wow. But we are very glad to have you. Oh, no, you're fine. You are fine. (laughs) So how you doing? on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure on us to make this. You're our first out-of-town guest. Yeah, we've we've always done local. Yeah, we've always done local celebrities and stuff like that. We've never talked to anyone that wasn't from our city. So you you are a first. You are a first. Where are you guys? Uh, We're in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Well, where are you from for the people, for the fans? For the people, I, I'm from Northern, I've always just bounced around Northern California. Okay. So I grew up in like the North Bay and then skipped over to Sacramento and kind of bounced around back and forth. Now I'm up in the foothills, it's called mm. Grass Valley. Okay. And uh, it's it's a real haven for like hippies and rednecks. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sounds like an interesting place. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It is. It's, it's sounds like a weird. good time, but a little crazy at the same time. <laughs> it is pretty purple around here. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, but everybody, <laughs> nobody likes vaccines. But mm, uh, like, okay. we're, yes, we're just, okay. Mm. That's, what they have in, that's what they have in common. But yeah, mm. there's, there's a lot of families that are kind of just we're all just doing our business and mm-hmm. keeping our heads down and Good. we're all inside by seven o'clock. So <laughs> yep. I don't even know what yep. goes on right here at night, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. So Ben, we are extremely happy to have you. We are going to get into it. Uh, first question. Uh, well, he should probably introduce himself like kind of like what he does before we get into That is true. That is true. I'm fumbling because I'm nervous, I think. <laughs> I'm fumbling because I'm nervous. Ben. Introduce yourself to the people. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Ben Walker Story. Mm-hmm. I'm an illustrator, uh, creator type, um, okay. doing animations and graphics and whatever whatever it takes to, to get by. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've been doing it uh, since a long time. I graduated from <laughs> art school in like 2005, mm-hmm. but I was doing oh, like all okay. the tech boom stuff before that. And, you know, when it crashed, I went to art school. So I've kind of mm-hmm. had been all over the place. So I, is that, were you always passionate about like illustration and animation or was it because your first passion in tech kind of didn't go the way you wanted it to? So you transitioned? No, no. Tech was never my passion and mm. it was never been my passion i've had jobs at like gaming companies mm, okay. um, i worked with the guy who who invented first person shooters for a while you know oh wow like, that's yeah. crazy well now you guys are excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and he had a, he had like a bronze business card that weighed like five pounds mm. it was pretty impressive but um I just, uh, you know, once I got into art school, I just had to give up video games because it just sucks up your time mm. and you can't ever create anything. Yeah. So the closest thing to video games for me would be like, you know, I love making like electronic music sometimes or, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. if, if there's no like end result that I can like show people or whatever, I've kind of tried to steer clear of it. Mm. Anyway, I never was into what I was doing. And like in the in the late 90s in this tech boom, this was pre dot. No, this was the first dot-com boom, right? Mm. But um, you could be like a creative young person and just kind of wander in is how I felt. Like they would just be scooping up creatives and not really even Mm. knowing what to hire them for specifically. They just want to have creative people around. Okay. So I kind of skated by on that for a few years until it all crashed in 2000. Mm. Okay. But before that, I you know I grew up drawing, and uh, I think I really got into it when me and a friend started, uh, you know, looking at He-Man figures and studying anatomy, all that exaggerated anatomy on the He-Man figures, and got obsessed with Conan mm-hmm. and barbarians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and that kind of got us started and got me started. And I started buying a lot of comics and copying Spider-Man and X-Men and all that kind of stuff. Back when that kind of thing could get you beat up still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. little more popular now. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and that's really just a crazy lens to kind of look at it. Like now that's all pop culture, mm -hmm. like co comic yeah. books, video games, stuff that, like you said, wasn't the coolest thing in the world back in the day yeah. to be a fan of yeah. and, and now it's like you're kind of the weird person out if you don't like mm -hmm. any of that stuff now yeah mm -hmm. yeah no i had a i had a t-shirt in junior high uh, it's called middle school now sorry yeah. it, was just, <laughs> it was wolverine's hand it was like a close-up of his fist with the claws coming out mm -hmm. uh, just right on your chest and people always thought that was freddy krueger they didn't even know what that was, you know. Yeah, was, oh, crazy. You know, that is crazy. That is crazy. That would be the opposite. Yeah, it's nice yeah, getting that seriously. a different perspective because, like, we we grew up mostly people were into that type of stuff. So to yeah. hear that different perspective is just like shocking a little. Or at bit. least they were they were more willing to say they were into that type of stuff. Yeah, by the time, yeah. Or at least by the time it really meant anything. At least at least indulge in it a little bit, like go see a movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's it's weird hearing that side of it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Cheap Chills? Yeah, Cheap Chills is. You know what it actually is keeps changing but it's basically mm -hmm. my production company i'm a one one person production <laughs> company mm -hmm. and it started as basically an instagram feed in okay uh 17 i think it was 2017 and it shortly quickly turned into a podcast with me and my wife where um you know she's super super smart and, and quick with it witted and has a great sense of humor but she doesn't know any of this pop culture stuff you know she knows like <laughs> yeah greece and greece too that's what she grew up watching <laughs> over and over adults again. play as teenagers yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah so but she doesn't know like nightmare on elm street from you know uh the tingler i don't know we so i would show her uh trailers for like B movies and, and monster movies and like Bigfoot movies and whatever, we and we we just show like show her like a one or two minute trailer, and mm. I'd get her thoughts and reactions on it. Yeah. And it was always just like <laughs> such outsider weird thoughts that I just thought it was very entertaining. Mm. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. I love B movies, like B horror yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, me and my grandmother would watch them all the time on like sci-fi and mm -hmm. stuff. Like um, like all my one of my favorite. Uh, I guess B horror movies is uh, Lake Placid. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love Lake Placid so much, and it's just a it's a terrible movie though. But it's, isn't that, I feel like that's a little it's a little meta that one. It feels a little mm -hmm. self aware as far mm -hmm. as being cheesy on purpose. Where they like, yeah, didn't they have like Betty White on there swearing all the time, and they I think yeah, yeah I they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like the second one or something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. they had they had that, and then and then they. At first, it was slightly larger than normal, like alligators mm -hmm. or crocodiles. And then by the third one, they were like the size of like a yacht. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, they they really uh, fed into that. Um, and so I, just the idea, because trailers for those type of movies are mm -hmm. confusing if you don't know what you're kind of getting into. So right. I can only imagine what looking at like some of those trailers and just thinking about what the movie is supposed to be about mm -hmm. what yeah. kind of confusions that happen. How do y'all feel totally. about the uh, wrong term movies? Are those considered B movies? I, I wouldn't think that? so. When was that made? Oh, yeah. I don't, that was so, more. I think that was more recent. What, right? Yeah, right? that was more. Yeah, that wrong turns were more recent. Like twenty fifteen ish. Yeah, at least the first couple ones. I wouldn't put them in the B horror category. Mm. Probably as they got into like. I think like they got as high as at like five, so, yeah, four or five. Or yeah, something they like they went pretty far with yeah. the movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would I mean, put I'm, B. B horror movies I are like the cheesy even, ones. Yeah, I I just love like seventies movies, and I've just oh, kind of yeah. doubled down okay. on on understanding that that's the pace and the music that I like, and mm. and the the slow build, often way too slow. You know, mm. but I like that. I I don't really enjoy gore or anything like okay. that. So for yeah. me, so. Mm like horror and monster centric like yeah. real gore i've gotten like ptsd situations from it like mm, where really? i get really effed up 
I don't know if you guys swear or anything, but I get. Oh, you're I good. Am, you're good. <laughs> I've gotten super fucked up from the wrong movie being in front of me where it just like sits with me forever and I can't. So it's like an anxiety thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a little tango dance that I have to do with choosing movies, you know, where it's like a little bit of a, a flirtation with with uh, just getting freaked out over, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Really? In terms of gore, I feel like the 70s and 80s were like a really like, not a high point, but that was when like people were a little bit more um, experimental with trying to like yeah. burst people out. Yeah. But, like, but those yeah. effects are so cheesy that yeah, it, it, might not, it might not matter that much, you know? There's cheesiness, there's, you know, just low budget or not. Mm-hmm not trying to necessarily maybe they weren't trying to gross people out the way they do like the blood colors are different now like yeah, then, yeah. in the 70s blood was orange you know like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah orange thick paint and yeah. now it's like this black bile that that you know yeah are vomiting on each other and that mm-hmm. yep isn't my favorite mm. yeah like uh tremors i know tremors they oh, I love they tremors have... tremor i love i love all the tremors tremors one um with kevin bacon is probably my favorite though can't go wrong with with uh with that one um but yeah they yeah that especially in that one yeah you're right like the i guess the blood in those movies were like like bright enough to be kool-aid and and like the mm-hmm. and you could see kind of like the like the kind of like uh clay mold from like the the prosthetics and stuff so it wasn't mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that bad but yeah now it's just how realistic can you get and how bad can yeah. you make it look in terms you, of now, you especially want, with like the new movies and you stuff. want people to walk away grossed out and throwing up mm-hmm. that's what that's how they do i i will say i'm learning stuff about rick i've known rick for a very long time i did not know you were that much into b i knew you liked oh, I, them but no, you, i love them yeah you've been naming a couple i, I don't I like know. current you, know, you don't current like current b movies, movies? Okay. no but like tremors uh blake placid um <laughs> Pumpkinhead. Like yeah. all like all those all those old like mm-hmm. old ones I used to watch all the time. So those are my mm-hmm. favorite. But speaking of that stuff though, so yeah. how did you kind of like transition from like like you said you were like kind of like drawing like comic book stuff and whatnot into like the kind of mm-hmm. like gothic Halloween esque uh, design of like uh, cheap chills and like the the kind of yeah. stuff that you you kind of put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I grew up like liking a lot of things including you know these b monster movies and stuff um but also like being a little standoffish about horror and stuff and like i said um but i got a job at a place called famous monsters of Filmland. you ever heard, heard of that magazine Mm-mm. they uh they basically invented you know geek culture as a as a thing to monetize in a way like okay. they were they were yeah. the first magazine in the 50s to go behind the scenes with how these monster movies were made okay. and doing interviews with boris karloff or whatever and they would uh you know show how the prosthetics were put on and mm. and it was all very kind of tongue-in-cheek and a lot of dumb puns oh, about monsters I, and gore and stuff i think i've seen that before now that yeah. i think about it that saying the behind the scenes i've seen something about that I think they might have did a documentary about it yeah i feel like or something like that and in the back there were always these like uh ads for the the like don post mag masks and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. okay you know, like, mm-hmm. order a giant fly or a monkey or something mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah <laughs> that yeah. sounds really familiar yeah. for yeah. some reason so that magazine has uh kind of died and been reborn a couple times and mm-hmm. now died mm-hmm. again and ah. so i was hired as like a bottom end graphic designer at like age 43 or something to just do the grunt graphics work uh just desperate for some for a job and i thought the subject matter was cool so i was like sure you know maybe i'll work my way up or something and i kind of did it was the place was not what i was expecting at all a super super tiny little group of people running this thing and mostly it was a t-shirt sales company you know what i mean they made all, mm-hmm. all the money off selling these old covers these go-go covers on t-shirts mm-hmm. and uh it was very like niche and who they were trying to reach with this stuff um but there was something about it that like struck me like oh i grew up on a lot of this stuff without even really realizing it yeah. you know <laughs> especially that junk in the back of the magazines the kind of mm-hmm. ephemeral mm-hmm. stuff that you don't mm-hmm. think about Mm-hmm. And so the the ties to like rockabilly and punk culture a little bit where they got a hold of that stuff, mm-hmm. the cramps and those kind of things. 
so I really responded to like the subject matter and the look of it and everything. And I wanted to like take the look of them, of their merch, especially, but the magazine and like really kind of, I mean, art director really. And somehow I ended yeah. up getting a job, getting moved up to art director. Mm. Because oh, wow. weird, mm -hmm. Some weird things that happened with the other employees disappearing out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, <laughs> get it how you get it, right? <laughs> yeah. Way too personal for them. But, but the fact is a couple people made, made it so the owner of the company had to scurry and all of a sudden I was art director. Mm. And so... Crazy really all i had time to do was make like a new like um look and feel book you know like an art direction book mm -hmm. and i just laid everything out Th this stuff's gonna look like this and and we're gonna use these kind of textures and colors and and i'd have like example t-shirts that i found on pinterest or whatever mm -hmm. i kind of just laid it all out and they hated it <laughs> really? they hated everything mm -hmm. that i came up with uh so much so that like the the, the like assistant manager was like well we'll think about it you know, let's set it aside for now. And the owner of the, of the company didn't even like talk to me about it. And suddenly I just was put onto another role lower down. And shortly after we kind of parted ways yeah. and it wasn't a great parting or anything. So it was actually a pretty short career there. But anyway, I left with like these ideas of things that I wanted to make, things I wanted to do, animations, you know, t-shirts, um, ideas. Yeah. So I just was like, this will be my art direction book now. I'll just change the name and I'll do other things, but it'll all kind of have this look and feel. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, ever since I've been gra gravitating toward all that stuff. Okay. Nice. Okay. What what well, made you, you oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rick. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask him, um, like, it, since you kind of fell into like your, your own niche and that, that sort of way. Um, is there any other, do you think you pull from another style when you add to, <laughs> when you like um, make these types of, of artworks or these types of like merchandise or anything? Or, or do you feel like you, you're you trying to stay true to uh, kind of like what you've seen <laughs> when you kind of got influenced by it or inspired mm -hmm. by it? Yeah, I think with what I've been doing, it keeps, I mean, I I thought I had ADHD for a while. Uh, turns out that it wasn't ADHD specifically, but I still kind of have those tendencies um, where I keep bouncing around on things. Yeah, and, I, and I've just kind of resolved myself to to know that I'm going to need a few things to bounce around to. But also, whatever I want work on that I'm building up will kind of keep changing as far <laughs> as what I want it to look like, and I'll just get inspired by the next thing I see, and it'll kind of yeah. keep evolving. But they kind of come around full circle and and end up being my thing that's influenced by mm. others first so for sure like i was kind of more influenced by this famous monsters specific stuff at first with cheap chills of just like um you know old these old monster graphics and, mm. and uh costumes and that sort of thing um, but i'm also interested in like old you know cartoons and, and comic books and like horror comics mm -hmm. and i like stuff that's like my favorite stuff is is scary when it's not supposed to be scary or mm. funny when it's supposed to be scary you know what mm. i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> okay it's funny and scary mm. in that right way is what i've really been trying to focus on at least with my instagram feed and and the kind of stuff that i'm doing now okay so there's a lot of influences for sure i was just gonna ask really quick what made you because the name is just so like kind of out there what made you pick the name cheap chills was it something you already had or you just thought of it on the spot what have how'd you think of that it's funny um i mean when you have an idea for for any kind of business or or anything like that you gotta now you gotta do all this googling and you gotta go on tests you know mm -hmm. make sure it's not yeah. trademarked or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. um so there was nothing going on with that name really when i thought of it and i thought of it because at first, I was just gonna like basically recommend movies. Um, like I said, I love. Um, I've been really, you know, I've been streaming a lot of movies on mostly Amazon Prime, where they just have this bottomless stuff that's been uploaded on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously, the lower the budget, the more of it they're gonna have. Constantly <laughs> license. I don't know exactly. Yep. What. But you can just go lower and lower with the quality of the stuff they have like cool weird you know b-movie posters to them mm. and stuff and so i would end up clicking on this stuff and be like what's this oh it's it's unwatchable 
what's this? Oh, okay, <laughs> this is clear, you know, clear enough of a picture that I can check it out for a while. <laughs> if I actually yeah. like something, you know, I might write it down. And so I thought, well, there's got to be other people who are like doing this to want like maybe to hear about movies that are worth watching for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Streaming service, hence the cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. The chills would be kind of a, the chilling kind of yeah. uh, spookiness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of a, it was a play on cheap thrills. Sure, that too. Yeah, yeah that. Is. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, when it comes to um, like, I guess you transitioning from being an employee to kind of being your own your own boss and everything like that, especially in the art and entertainment forum, like how how hard of a transition was that? Oh, that's a trick question. I mean, it's mm. like. It's hard and it's kind of the only choice that I have, you know what I mean? Which is still hard to, to, to do and to pull off. And I'm still like trying to make it all work. Uh, my wife just sells vintage clothing now. So no, so nobody in this household taking care of our small child who keeps lurking behind me, which is why <laughs> um, we're all trying to take care of a family and stuff. And mm-hmm. we're all just working for ourselves. So that part is always I would say nerve wracking and hard, but in a way it's, it's not because you know, who's in charge and you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to get let go for no reason. Yeah. At some yeah. Point. I've been laid <laughs> off, let go. Uh, It'd be tough to fire yourself, along, right? You know, so many times, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially during all those tech boom times, you know, mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. just be like, hey, everybody, there's going to, we're going to be restructuring for stocks. You know, we want to look good with our stock options when we go public. Don't worry. Everybody is going to be fine. We're all doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting over, uh, Ben, <laughs> can we talk to you in a moment? Oh, you know, oh no. There always yeah. been a handful of people that would still get let go after that talk. Mm-hmm. And I seem to be in that handful and it's, you know, probably because I was, you know, flaky or bouncing around with ideas and and not yeah. not following through on th- things or being or maybe because you was meant to do your own thing that or maybe because be... i was meant to do my yeah. own thing <laughs> when it's your own thing you work harder mm-hmm. at it and mm-hmm. you're not as likely to to say oh this sucks you know i don't want to do this for somebody else to make somebody else you know their their dream come true mm-hmm. yeah so in that part it's easy and it's the same way with my wife and her clothing you know it's just like so much easier to be excited about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it when it's your own stuff or it's it's for your own you know your own well being your mm-hmm. your income and anything like that there is that extra probably oomph of passion and and kind of like you have to follow through because mm-hmm. who else is going to make you follow through like it's, it's, yeah. it's you and I can't agree with the statement of you just be sitting there doing your work and you're like I don't want to be doing this for somebody else yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely. Yeah. Rick, no, I felt that a lot at different yeah. jobs. Um, I was uh, doing a Comic-Con, God, it was like 10 years ago now. Uh, for a while, I was getting the big booth, like right next to Sony and everybody, and like really trying to compete mm-hmm. with the big tech companies mm-hmm. and everything. So you'd have yeah. to like really glitz it up with your booth and everything. And so I was between like Sony, Nickelodeon, and then there was like sort of an independent um, video you know, kind of licensing thing. I don't know. They had a big cutout of Elvira mm. up at their booth really? <laughs> and they were promising that Elvira was going to show up and they were, mm. I think, full of it. But anyway, at the end of it, you know, they had been busy. Mm. I'd been doing okay, but they were busy. But I overheard one of the ladies working there talking to her, like her boss. And he was like, how was it? What did you think of Comic-Con? And she's like, it was fine. And she kind of like pointed towards me and goes, I wish I was like, you know, doing selling my stuff I, it's not very interesting selling you know mm. Mm. yeah yeah okay so i get hey. it you know? <laughs> how'd that make you feel when you heard it her? you know it feels great you know mm. even, if, like, <laughs> even if they made more money or whatever <laughs> yeah, like, yeah right right it's cool it's it, comic-con is great if you do it upright you know because people are not there for you they're yeah, there no. to get like a signing by the people from lost or or whatever the new show is i haven't been there in a few years but yeah uh, <laughs> lost is not, yeah, a lost. Lost is not stranger things stranger, stranger things, things now. Yeah. yeah thank you 
you can fix that in post. Got you, got you. <laughs> and so when they're walking by, they're charging by to go like get a signing from somebody, whoever plays eleven or something. And yeah. then and then they might do a double take and be like, Oh, what is that? And then they'll like wheel around yeah. back and look mm -hmm. at your stuff. And it's that's cool, especially like if something caught their eye, like a t-shirt, and then that one's out of their size, and they'll be like, Oh, well, what about these others? They just yeah, want to get one, something, yep. a piece yeah. of your art and like leave with yeah. having like that piece of you mm -hmm. of you i guess i don't know it's kind of yeah mm -hmm. no yeah that that sounds like kind of like what every business that's kind of starting out or, mm -hmm. or this entrepreneur that's going out on their own that's kind of the goal they want is to be able to catch someone's eye even if they weren't necessarily looking for them in the first place mm -hmm. right uh and, and being able to to kind of like like you said get them to take a piece of you home mm -hmm. like right it's like you're do, you're doing this for a reason and this person kind of like validated it just that little bit you know mm -hmm. i mean you also get the people <laughs> who don't like it and that's oh, all wow. too. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least you get i guess you're getting feedback yeah. depending on how far well, they want to go with it my target market was always like the 30 40 something mm -hmm. guy and there would, you know, there'd be like the guy come over and, and like I said, looking at stuff and his <laughs> wife would come over and he'd be like, what do you, what do you think of these? Should I get this one or yeah. <laughs> and she, she'd, I'd, I would see wives being like, why would you, why like, would you get that? But, like, why yeah. not Lucy? They'll break away when, when something else interesting happens. They'll be like, oh, yeah, here, take this. Yeah. Well, I, I got to get back real quick. She and told me not to get it, but I really needed it. And then he yeah. ran away. <laughs> Do you have a man cave? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of like how I want this to kind of end mm -hmm. up, um, mm -hmm. kind of like being somewhere with our own little thing, even if it's not the biggest thing in the world, uh, just being able to be somewhere and then have someone come by and be like, oh, you guys do this or mm -hmm. you guys have this and uh, this seems really interesting or uh, we've seen you and we want to come and check it out. Mm -hmm. that, that always, I feel like is, is a feeling that, uh, a, a feeling that I really want to have or strive mm -hmm. for kind of. And that's, oh, that's yeah. kind of what we say when we have our weekly meetings about stuff. It's just like, we just, we feel like the content is there. We just need to get the eyes. If we get the people to look at us, Feel like we could gain more fans so we we kind of understand that in that sense you just need the people yeah. to look at you and you'll get more traction from that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah you guys you said you were doing it for about a year now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. weird with all this stuff i've noticed especially with cheap chills that 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 you hope the trajectory is just like a 45 degree mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. or whatever yeah. but it's just like it's it's like a skate ramp it's just like yeah flat and it's <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah, no, have to, yeah yeah no you have yeah. to do that like three years of basic flatness like the cheap yeah. chills my my instagram was just sitting in like a thousand people for like three years and then just this year it just huge growth every day mm. i'm like i'm not doing anything different really yeah it's just weird you guys are following now okay that's cool yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like it's like the i think it's the back catalog that people really mm. look for like people right. because if you get if, if you follow something that you like early there's not a lot of that content or even right. or even they might even pass over something that there's not a lot of because they're like i want to kind of like binge and that's now, what pe yeah. people like binging now so that's yeah mm -hmm. that's what they want to do right. and so if you have three years of content and like this is their niche like they like 70s 80s horror movies mm -hmm. or like talking about it or just art in general and they stumble across your page that's a combination of all that and you have three years worth of stuff even if it's just like uh like pictures or anything like that that's nine out of time like nine times out of ten they're gonna follow and that's yeah. like what uh with songs too like Sometimes an artist will put something out and forget about it, and two years later it's trending. And they like yeah. this. This was a two-year-old song. Like, I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know or why this happened. Person, or one person likes the song or the content that's really like, uh, I guess, more influential or anything like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then they share it, and then right. and then it booms like that. Like yeah, uh, like we talk about Stranger too. Things. Yeah. Um. If you ever heard that song, that's now everywhere. 
Uh, yeah, running up the hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I was a big fan before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. I, was, I was a big fan before it blew up. But it's like, yeah. Not a lot of people knew that song, but that. Yeah. But well, that's from like that one's from my that one's from my generation. <laughs> uh, there was this video, which if you guys ever want to see, it like basically changed my life when I was eighteen. When you'd still go and rent a VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was listening to, I mean, pretty mediocre to lame music in high school. I was listening to like Jethro Tull and like the Moody Blues and Phil Collins and stuff. Hey baby, I'm and, cool. uh, okay, can you go sit with grandpa? I, I rented this video that was like, it was called the Prince's Trust Rock Gala. And it was all these British bands. And I rented it because I wanted to see Jethro Tull and Phil Collins sing. But right out of the gate, first band was Madness doing a cover of uh, Madness. So I'd never even heard ska before. That was amazing. And then (laughs) a couple of songs in was Kate Bush. I don't think she was doing Running Up That Hill. She was doing a different song. But she's beautiful and she's like belting out this song. And she's got this little spaghetti strap dress on and halfway through the song when she starts to get kind of ramped up with the with the energy the spaghetti strap goes foop and pops off and she's like trying to keep from flashing like the prince you know (laughs) prince charles and the entire world oh (laughs) man holding it that was pretty cool you know that's when i discovered kate bush yeah (laughs) i guess that's a a point of discovery so uh one thing i I wanted to ask you um, because it was on your post and i was very interested about it what does it mean to be an amazon influencer oh yes i'm an influencer now Um, (laughs) well they have these like affiliate programs like a lot of companies might where if you you know have somebody click your link to go to their site to buy something you get a little cut and it doesn't add any um, expense to the buyer. It's just, yeah. uh, it's like a little thank you royalty from the company. So yeah. Amazon has their affiliate program, which I was in and I've never earned a dime from. Um, mm. but I realized you need to have a, a decent social media following to be an influencer. And I just realized like two weeks ago, Oh, my, my Instagram has, has picked up lately. I'm going to reapply again and see, and sure enough, I got it this time. So, um, with that, you, I think you get a better cut if somebody um, clicks through. I've got my coloring books. I've got some coloring supplies, uh, putting up the t-shirts, whatever else that I can kind of point people to, whether they're my products on Amazon or just products, I'll get a, you know, a cut. And if they buy my product, then I get a royalty from that and the influencer cut. Mm, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to build that up right now. Okay. Also, you can do these lives, which is like, QVC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's all seems to be technology, um, video games, uh, things like that. Uh, or a lot, it seems, it seems like it's 80, 90% women and their beauty products. Mm. Yes. Yes. So I was going on there and doing these live animated things and I kept, <laughs> I kept getting kicked off cause there was no live person in front of the camera, but I oh, was wow. like animating it live with character animator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think that the admins knew what they were looking at, so they kept yeah. kicking me off. But I would do these like shopping sprees with this with my monster character, who's the the cheap chills. Like, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> like, kind of the ambassador, and so he would go out and look for like he he would watch. Uh, what is that? Werewolves on Wheels, great B movie about werewolves in the seventies who were bikers. I think I'm. I think I've heard of that. I think I've even I think seen I heard of that too. <laughs> amazing poster. The poster is going to be the highlight. The music is pretty good if you like that sort of uh, Black Keys kind of, you know, 70s okay, yeah. mm-hmm. tribute kind of sound. Um, and then the movie itself, good acting, but it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so he's watched, my character has watched this movie and now he wants to shop and be a, a biker werewolf. So I would go on Amazon and pick out a werewolf mask uh, a helmet, <laughs> a jacket, and, and whatever else I could get that would be thematically there. And I was able to like plug it into Character Animator so that I was hoping that people would be watching and it would help me like shop. And yeah. I could just hit a key and choose 
this helmet, you know, kind of like a choose your own adventure. Choose this jacket with it, you know. Okay, yeah. That sounds fire. This, this Why would they mask. turn that off? That's well, they, they, they just don't get it, man. Yeah, that they, sounds they dope, know. man. Yeah, they yeah, understand. I, don't they, I think that one. Yeah. I think that one stuck around, but there was okay. a couple others that I did that didn't make it, and I don't know. I don't know why. But um, I've, so from now on, I think I'm gonna you know be me on camera, and I'll just like yeah. color in my coloring book or something. Okay. Yeah. Sell some coloring books. You, and the animations will be for other stuff. Speaking yeah. of the coloring books, I, I don't hear a lot. I hear people like, we've talked to somebody that has a, a book, a, a poetry book, uh, Demir Cocker. But mm -hmm. we've never heard of anybody like selling coloring books. Like okay. I know people sell them, but I never like seen somebody doing it on their own. What made you choose coloring books as, a, yeah. as something to sell? Well, there's two parallel uh, motivations for that. It starts okay. with me in kindergarten and uh, <laughs> okay. those pens that smell like cherries and licorice. And oh, that. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The, the scented the smelly like, pens. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. When I was in kindergarten, I already you know, was starting to like to draw and everything. I would draw little guys mm -hmm. on motorcycles and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was wandering around on my own for like free play time. And there was this area where these little girls were coloring and they were all using these pens and i was like i like coloring what are those you know i was interested in their smelly pens and they were like no you can't you can't join us. you can't touch my pens not sharing huh okay really i really believe that that might have been my first like experience with with being excluded for no reason you know what i mean like feeling that that pointlessness of childish you know cruelty and so, mm, then, so there was mm. something about those pens for the rest of my life that would, they always kind of would evoke those feelings a little bit of like, oh, those are for like people who are like above me, and those are too nice. Mm. You know what I, mean? I don't know. That's messed so up. Me, so me and my <laughs> wife started playing with them, and we would go to these live art events in San Francisco where you would draw something and put it up on a cork board, and you and like a dozen artists would be there, and people would have a chance to buy something right there off of you. Mm. And we did it as like a, a prank almost where she, she was drawing like hairy nutsack with blueberries, like blue balls. Yeah. You know? And then, and then people would be like, what is that? She said, oh, they're balls. And they smell like blueberries, you know, smell them. So she'd have people smelling her balls, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> so we would, we do stuff like that. And um, so we, I just had those pens around. I like, you know, that, that's fun. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it is, you know, all this print on demand stuff that I've been doing for the last uh, five years or so. Um, mostly t-shirts is what I started off with, with the Amazon merch program. That's something you, you apply for and you can make t-shirts, pop sockets. Mm -hmm. uh, now they do like handbags and a couple of things, but it's mostly about, t mostly about t-shirts. Um, and I was getting kind of burned out on that because I would spend, you know, I'm an artist, so I would spend like sometimes a couple of days on a t-shirt design that I was like, this is going to be a hit. I just want to make hits mm -hmm. and not worry yeah. about being like, I'm going to make everything for everybody like a lot of people do with that program. Right. Those people yeah. do, those two people do better with those. You know, this, this grandma likes unicycles, you know, they would just like plug in different keywords and make them a million t-shirts. Mm. Anyway, so my like bespoke t-shirts, just some of them would just <clears throat> never be seen by anybody. And I was like, I don't want to spend my time anymore doing that. So I looked into Kindle Direct Publishing more, which is anime, uh, Amazon's um, independent publishing platform. Anybody yeah. can, can apply, get their, their membership and then or whatever account. And then you can publish whatever you want on paperback and now on uh, hardcover too. Mm. Okay. And so most people are trying to fill out their thing the same way with a million notebooks that are like empty with like lines or music notes or planners or whatever. They'll just get like a little template and fill out a whole book quickly and then have a million covers. Mm. But again, I'm an illustrator. I'm like, I think I could have, I could focus more on having hits, you know? And quality so, over quantity. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. So I love doing line art and I kind of lose interest after the line art is done anyway. I love you know coming up with the initial sketch, planning it all out. Mm -hmm. I love the, the inking port the inking is my favorite, you know, phase of the art. And then when it's time to color, I get kind of stressed and, and it's not my favorite part. Mm. Yeah. I do it when okay. I have to for illustration gigs and stuff. But if I can avoid yeah. it, great. You, you will. Yeah. Right, right. Coloring books, you don't have to have a story. 
you know you have a no. theme or whatever uh, preferably like a title that would be something that people might be searching for that subject matter mm -hmm. that's all yeah. you need so then you just fill it out with a bunch of drawings that fit that like theme mm -hmm. and eight months later you got a you know, <laughs> some okay. of them take a while yeah. but eight months later you got a coloring book and so uh yeah i did my first one in like i think it was 2019 and that was called monster funk and that was because of those fire markers, <laughs> fire you know, like what do monsters smell like so it was yeah. all the subject matter was just what do monsters smell like they smell horrible so there'd be like a little story about what that monster smells like on each page and then mm -hmm. that monster and then you know there's a swamp monster then there's king kong mm -hmm. uh, the fly whatever okay. and so it's hanging on little almost poems try to make Maybe. them funny mm -hmm. and then you can color and i was trying to push the people with color with uh scented markers mm, you know? okay okay and i was like i could just keep doing this this is fun you know I, yes it's easy you can <laughs> usually finish a page a day maybe two or three days if it's a complicated page yeah. um so i kept doing them and then when the pandemic hit is this story too long no not at all no you're good <laughs> yeah go do your thing do your thing when the when the <laughs> pandemic hit all they uh, amazon shut down all their stuff that wasn't do you remember that like everything that wasn't vital to people's lives yeah Amazon bit, was like, yeah. we're not shipping yeah. out or taking any orders unless it's like your your food or your insulin or something right yeah and so they shut down all these print-on-demand services and we were not nobody knew when it would come back you know they couldn't tell us they didn't know mm -hmm. so i was like yeah. well i've kind of even i've had a few clients but they were mostly like touring stand-up comics so they weren't touring uh yeah so every there was all my in influ you know my influx of, of money was here uh shut down so i was like well here, i'm not gonna make any money for okay. well remember when it was gonna be two weeks <laughs> for the next two weeks maybe i uh not not gonna be making any money i'll just draw what i want to do and not worry about how it could ever make money so i just started drawing all the oddballs and the outcasts in my old yearbook collection mm and it quickly turned into just drawing the goths and then i started looking at youtube videos of these like you know they would document inside a goth club in the 80s and just mm. be panning around as people are dancing yeah um, okay there's uh, one in particular called the height of goth which i highly recommend it that was another one that just changed my life mm. <laughs> it was it's so slow and weird but if that's your thing, it's hilarious, but okay. it's real. <laughs> okay. It's okay. a documentary in the truest sense where they don't cut anything out. They just oh, like, no. train the camera on Ooh. people <laughs> relentlessly, no matter who they are or why they're there. Mm -hmm. really a lot weird. of awkwardness, man. Yeah, yeah, that could get crazy. <laughs> yeah, people talking and like bonk, bonk at their hand in the microphone and everything, which I just did. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, but there was these amazing, like the first wave of people doing that goth punk look where they were there wasn't they weren't even called goths back then right they were kind of making up their own you know verbiage for what they were doing okay they just wanted to be like modern and and have fun really and that's when goths yeah. smiled which i really gravitate towards too you know it was like the pre-selfie days so i was seeking out these photos these snapshots of goths that were smiling mostly that were just living their lives and having fun not posed uh, and then, so I turned that into a coloring book and I turned it into a show for, um, YouTube. It's called let's draw goths. Nice. Okay. That was my second coloring book. And, uh, now I've just released my third one, which is called, uh, costume and mask, a Halloween mm -hmm. memories coloring book. And that's more snapshots based on snapshots of kids on Halloween, but I like play mm -hmm. with it and amp it up, make it kind of more of a fantasy scene you know what i mean like they're living out yeah. their fantasy mm -hmm. in the background yeah. but they're still wearing their ben cooper outfit yeah <laughs> that's kind of the concept of this next one this last so, one here so out of uh all the merchandise you make would you say coloring books are like your favorite they're my favorite to do and at this point like you know each one of them will will sell at least one a day which is is fine um and w w the reason i did a you know especially with the halloween one i saw that you can you know kind of research these kind of things and see obviously you know a month or two before halloween uh there's gonna be a huge uptick 
you know, it's the old skate skate ramp again. So mm-hmm. I thought I'll yeah. do one that's a daily seller for a couple months, get some reviews, hopefully. And by the time Halloween season hits, mm-hmm. hopefully this will be a hit and it'll kind of make up from having spent nine months, you know, working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's a gotcha. good, that's a good mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, um, this is going to be our um, last question here. And it's the most important question that we always like to have people um, in, in whatever their field is kind of give to people, especially people who are starting out or, or kind of looking into what they're trying to be in life or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, what's some advice you would give to someone, whether it be an artist themselves, an entrepreneur, um, looking to go out on their own, or just someone who's just very passionate about something and they mm-hmm. just want to know what they can do with that passion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a few things. I'm like, make stuff to show people or build your own things. You know, don't worry about fan art or uh, other intellectual property. Google yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you see a lot of like Comic Con. You'll see the mashups of oh, it's the Simpsons, but they're but they're in the Rocky Horror you know outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say steer clear of other people's intellectual property. Start coming up with your, with your own stuff, or if you're not really a, re- a writer or imaginative that way, grab something that is in the intellectual um, what is it, the public domain. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, public okay. domain. Okay. Um, and that's a whole other avenue for doing well with uh, print on demand stuff and these books. You know, a lot of people will do like their own cover and then format a book that's in the public domain. Um, and it'll be like Pinocchio or the Wizard of Oz or whatever. These names that people do know and love. Mm-hmm. And so if you work with that, but make your own version of the Tin Man and Dorothy and everything, uh, you can do well with that. As far as like, if you want to like learn to draw and paint, you know, I, my general advice for people is to make sure that you draw from life um, mm. as much as possible, whether that's going out to, to coffee shops and drawing the people who are moving around doing things and breathing and not posing for you and they're not flat in a photo or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's going it to feel frustrating, but it helps you draw three-dimensionally in the long run and get that sense of life in your drawings. Yeah. Um, where if you if you copy a, a photo or whatever, or especially somebody else's drawing, it's all, all the hard stuff's already been done. It's already flattened. It's already mm-hmm. small. Um, especially if it's another drawing, it's already been kind yeah. of designed and figured out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're like doing photorealistic, no offense, but if you're like doing photorealistic charcoal drawings of your favorite celebrities, you know it's not. It, it feels impressive, and you can show your grandma <laughs> and stuff and be like, "Wow, yeah. that's amazing!" Right. right. But it's not. Yeah. It's not really that hard. You yeah. challenge yourself. Yeah. Right. So right. make up your own like cartoon shapes and, and characters that aren't from, you know, that aren't realistic, but also draw realistic people from real life. Try mm-hmm. to get a model now that we're not in a COVID pandemic anymore. Maybe you can, yeah. some you can go out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, if you want to draw on paint, I really recommend sculpting. That's really how I figured mm-hmm. out like how to picture something in three dimensions mm-hmm. and be able to really understand something three dimensionally enough to like translate it to a flat surface. Okay. It really helps to, to like get some of that clay that you can reuse as oil based and you, you just practice sculpting people or whatever it is you want to draw, sculpt it too. Okay. Okay. Words to live by. Yeah, he just dropped a ton of knowledge he on did. all of you people in, in the art field. <laughs> if you if you want to mm-hmm. kind of grow, if you want to kind of figure out what your best steps are to kind of be a better artist or anything like that, he gave you the building blocks. He did. So it's up to you to do do something with him, you know? Oh, and one more thing. Uh, anxiety. I've turned out I grew up with anxiety my entire life, including... Mm-hmm major like panic attacks in art school and stuff mm-hmm. just like don't yeah. take it too seriously and remember that it's supposed to be fun mm-hmm. and if yeah. it's not fun maybe take a break and do something else mm-hmm. you know I, I got way too caught up in like the stress of like this has to be i have to look like the hand of michelangelo did that you know yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i have to impress everybody right prove right. that i can draw hands like it, it shouldn't yeah. be stressful remember that it's supposed to be fun and don't mm-hmm. freak out yeah, I feel like that's, I feel beautiful like that's advice the most important. Too, yeah. yeah, most mm-hmm. important advice. A lot of people are very scared to put down something that they really like when they don't like it in the moment because they right. they don't want to feel like they wasted their time. Yeah. Like, well, I put all this work into drawing uh, 
playing games in some instances or or, or knowing about computers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if I put it down, like what if I don't ever pick it back up? And mm-hmm. you know, uh, you got to think about it. What's what would you rather be? Would you rather be healthy mind, healthy body in terms of I'm okay now, I've put this down and I've mm-hmm. found something else that I'd like to do and mm-hmm. I'm starting over with this? Or would you rather have just kept slinking along in the rut you were in and, and mm-hmm. what you and what you were doing just because you know it the most? Or and stressing it? out. Because if yeah, you're stressing yeah. out, yeah, it's, you're like doing it. there's no point you're in not, doing it. Yeah, you're not producing your best work stressing yeah. out. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that really held me back for a long time into my adulthood was not willing to go 100% with my efforts because mm. I almost felt like if I went, if I really put 100% into this and, and instead of being like kind of lackadaisical about it and oh, I could do better, but I was in a hurry or whatever. Yeah. If you really sit down and put 100% into like, I'm going to try to do the best thing I can right now and not stress out about it mm-hmm. either, but mm-hmm. let's yeah. put 100% of my skill yeah. out of this. Yeah. If, if, you, if I do that and it looks bad, then there's proof that I suck. Yeah, now there's like physical yeah. evidence. Oh, see, you put 100% into this and it yeah. still sucks. Yeah, there's not that excuse of like, I didn't really try or yeah, you yeah. Know, it was it was something I didn't really care about. It's you you sat down. You, you gave really, it 100, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't turn out the way you wanted to. Yeah, sometimes, you know. But that's part of growing pains too, though. Yeah. You learn if you're trying to teach yourself how to do something or you learn how to do something, everything not going to be a hit. Everything mm-hmm. not going to be a banger. Now, if you already doing it and then you do that, you might have to reevaluate what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you're still learning, then it is what it is. Your first hundred percent isn't going to look like your last hundred percent. Exactly. So just right. you know, so just always yeah. be willing to do it. And I've been like reading up on joke writing and, and writing pilots and stuff like that. And you know, this author that I'm reading now uh, was talking about it's called like the comic toolbox, I think. And he's talking about yeah. how if you are a professional comedy writer, like working on Conan one out of the 10 of your jokes is going to be good enough to even show anybody else. So don't stress out about the fact that there's nine that suck. The point is you sat down and you wrote enough to where you've got a couple jokes to to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And why can't it be the same thing with your art too? You know, you don't, you shouldn't expect everything to be gold. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, and I feel like that's a, that's a really important thing to stress for people Mm -hmm. in in just any facets of life is um, don't worry about, the failures look at what you got out of them like mm-hmm. what, what you learned from learn them, from the experiences them. you got from them and how they kind of helped on your success and yeah and if you keep doing that you're you'll be willing to fail more and you'll be able, mm-hmm. able to get better um, uh, losses sometimes can be lessons that's that's what yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. we really would like to thank ben for being here mm-hmm. with us uh, it was a great interview Throw another I, round I, of applause yeah. in there <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I've, I've seen your art and everything and by the way um all of his um links will be in the description, description down below down if you want yeah. to check out um yeah. his t-shirts his coloring books mm-hmm. uh, we can even throw his his socials in there if you want to check out his page mm-hmm. um overall you'll see some very interesting stuff there were some t-shirts on there that i was eyeing myself so uh, make sure to uh, take a look at that and you know you can check our socials they'll also be in the link at the bottom and uh, we really hope you had as much of a time uh, being here with us that we had talking to you mm-hmm. oh, that was um, great thank Rick and Plax that was awesome mm-hmm. thank you yeah. thank you for coming and, uh, thank you and everybody who's watching this uh, you can catch this on YouTube Spotify Google Podcasts mm-hmm. um, and Apple Music and uh, as we always say um, this is the r Podcast and, and we love you guys Peace. Bye.